Jesus Christ is coming. At any moment, we may find ourselves in eternity. In the next to the last book of the Bible, we are given principles that will help us live in the last days. Join Scott Pauley now as we study the book of Jude together. The nearer you get to eternity, the clearer everything is. As a matter of fact, if you've ever been around someone who is nearing the end of their earthly journey, you find that they talk about some things less and less. They seem to be almost disinterested with some things, and they seem to be utterly consumed with other things. Why is that? Because when you get a glimpse of eternity, of your own mortality, of the fact that you're going to live forever somewhere, some things matter less and less, and other things matter more and more. We're in Jude, verse number 1, where the Bible says, Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called. You'll remember this little book of Jude is a book that, frankly, we're living in. It is a description of, of an age of apostasy, a time when people have rejected the truth, have forsaken God, who are not interested, it seems, in spiritual things, and yet, notice what Jude says is most important, spiritual things. There's not a single mention of material things, not a single mention of social standing. Only one thing matters, and that is your relation, your connection to the Lord Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, he begins with the most important thing, Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ. So no matter who you are, what family you're from, what church you belong to, the issue is this, do you belong to the Lord? This word servant is a word of both humility and obedience. It is a word that reminds us that we are nothing and that He is everything. But then he goes on to say once that is settled, your relationship to the Lord Jesus Christ, he mentions two other things. He says, I'm the brother of James and I'm writing to them that are sanctified by God the Father. In other words, to others who have a relationship with Christ as I do. As a matter of fact, in verse number 3, he refers to those who are part of the common salvation. We'll talk more about that term in just a moment, but I want to bring this thought to you today. You see, there are three families uh, that everyone needs to think about. Number one, there's the family of God. Uh, that's the family that's going to gather in heaven someday. And uh, Jude says the first thing you need to be sure of is that you have a heavenly home, that you know Jesus Christ, that you're a member of the family of God. I wonder, are you certain of that? If you can say a resounding yes, if the Holy Spirit rises up in you now and says, oh yes, you're in that family, praise God. Then there are two other families you must give attention to. These two families we find right here on earth in the present tense. The first is your own family. Jude identifies himself as the brother of James. I think that's a beautiful thought. You remember we've established already that this James was one of the other half-brothers of the Lord Jesus Christ. So they had a pretty remarkable uh, biological family, if you will. A uh, pretty amazing earthly family. But this is the point I want to make to you. James would become not only a believer, he would become a pastor. A pastor in Jerusalem. He would become one of the pillars of the church, according to the Apostle Paul. And so you have these two men, James and Jude, who both are serving the Lord. They're family members. And I want to say to you, it's a wonderful thing when family members grow in the Lord 
and encourage one another to serve the Lord. You see, God puts you in the family you're in for a reason. Did it ever dawn on you that the Lord chose your family for you? There's some things you can't choose. Some things are chosen for you. Your family is one of them. You see, family is the first ring of influence in your life. It's the individuals that you influence the most, and it's also the ones who influence you the most, which means we ought to all work diligently to make sure we are the Christians we ought to be in our own home. No one, and I mean no one, is any greater Christian than the Christian they are in the privacy of their own home. Sometimes people put on a good show at the church house, but at their house, it's another story entirely. I want to challenge you today to live the Christian life in your home, to encourage your brother, your sister, your mother, your father, your son, your daughter. Uh, perhaps uh, your, your family is now extended family. They're not all under the same roof. Uh, such was the case for Jude and James. By this particular period of time, they're serving the Lord in different places. And yet, uh, they're still connected, and I believe they're still encouraging one another and praying for one another. Do that for your family today. So there is the family of God that we'll meet together someday. What a reunion we're going to have in the Father's house. And then there is our earthly family that we should be working to encourage, always working to have a truly Christian home. And then there is our local church family. Listen to Jude as he references others who are sanctified by God the Father, preserved in Jesus Christ, and called. These people who have, have believed in this common salvation. Isn't it glorious that you're a part of something bigger than yourself? Uh, we began with Jude just as an individual. But I'll remind you that Jude saw himself connected to something much larger than himself. Uh, in this age of individualism where everybody wants to make a name for themselves and be somebody, I think it's good for all of us to be reminded that we actually are just a part of something much larger than ourselves. That's why the Lord uses the analogy of we're members of His body. Uh, a member is important, but a member is not the whole thing. And so I want to challenge you to do what you can where you are to encourage your local church. Uh, verse number 3 says, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation. It doesn't mean common as in ordinary, mundane, run-of-the-mill. No. The idea behind the common salvation is it's the one that's common to all of us. You see, someone may be more well-known in the church than another, but we're all saved by the same marvelous grace of God. And the only greater amazing thing about any one of us is the Lord Jesus Christ, that God would forgive our sins and not let us go to hell. What an amazing Savior we have. And so all the glory must go to Jesus Christ. And every member of the local New Testament church must constantly be reminded of this. Remember, we're talking about living on the edge of eternity. How easy it is to forget who we are in the Lord Jesus Christ. To get distracted uh, by our own circumstances. To get disillusioned by other people around us. Remember these three things. Number one, I'm a member of the family of God. I'm the servant of Jesus Christ. I belong to the Lord and He belongs to me. Number two, I belong to a family here on earth, a family that God chose for me. Not a perfect family, and yet a family that I can pray for and encourage, a family that is my first ministry. And number three, I'm a part of a local church family. And by the way, if you're not, you should be. You should be a member, not just an attender, of a local New Testament assembly. Uh, we don't need more pew sitters. No, we need more servants, more participants. And so you should say, by the grace of God, I'm going to do everything I can to encourage those 
who also have received this common salvation to be everything that God wants them to be. The nearer you get to eternity, these are the things that matter. That you belong to the Lord Jesus Christ, that you minister to your own family, and that you encourage other believers in your local church to be true servants of Jesus Christ. I tell you, when we all stand before God someday, which is very soon, by the way, and give an account of our lives, these are the things that are going to truly matter. Not how big your house is, or new your car, how much money you made, how long the vacation was, or even what other people thought of you. The only thing that's going to matter are the things that last for all eternity. And I want to challenge you today to live with all eyes on what matters to God. On the edge of eternity, what matters most is knowing Christ and living for Him. For more information and additional Bible studies, visit us online at scottpauley.org. Thank you for enjoying the journey with us as we travel through the Word of God.